Hello, and welcome back to Bo My God. I'm your host, Bo Bradley. My pronouns are he and they. This episode, I am back by myself. You may know that I've been playing around with some ideas and how often and what I want to include in BMG as it's been growing and expanding. And for transparency's sake, currently, that looks like three episodes a month, as it has been for most of 2021. Two of those, I aim at bringing you compelling, interesting, and diverse guests and perspectives And one of those, I'll be chatting with you one-on-one, more of a personal update, educational kind of vibe, just more of a low-key, just us chatting. So as always, I like to know what you all think. I want to know what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about. So please comment on Instagram, comment on Facebook, type little things in YouTube, send us a DM, let us know what you want to hear Big things are coming soon. We've got some changes in the works and exciting things happening for Bo My God overall. So stay tuned for more on that. This week is the last day of June. Let's wrap up Pride Month 2021, kind of debrief from this month, the fun, the visibility, the stress, all of it really. Before we get there, I would like to mention two things. One, I recently moved and a part of that is learning a new space and setting up and There's different and new background noises, so please bear with me as we work through that. The second thing is that I briefly want to recap our last episode. Last time on Oh My God, we hung out with Belina, Sarah, Anthony, Wynn, and Colin from Pride Cheerleading Association. We chatted about all things PCA, charitable cheerleading, what being an adult volunteer cheerleader looks like, and even how you can get involved. That episode, Charitable Cheerleading, is available on your favorite podcast platform. There's also an extended vlog episode on YouTube. It's split into two parts. So in reality, you could listen to the podcast and watch not only one, but two video episodes recapping our conversation about charitable cheerleading. Again, you can find those videos on YouTube. And it's pretty much the full interviews. There's some routines, choreography, pictures, so much more. You don't want to miss it, honestly one of those episodes that you really need to see yourself what we're talking about. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. And again, don't forget to comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us your favorite part. Tell us what the most surprising thing was. For those of you that aren't very familiar with the world of cheerleading, I would love to hear what you think about all of that and getting involved. And I just, I want to have conversations. Let's have conversations, friends. So what I really wanted to do today is kind of just talk about Pride Month and talk about what that means and what things look like for the queer community, kind of do a little bit of a status check on where we are in the world, at least here in the United States. So I don't know how all of you feel. Again, please let me know how you feel coming off of Pride Month. Let me know what your favorite parts were, your ups, your downs. I This is an important conversation. All of our our lives are intertwined as queer people, as members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Our lives are intertwined with our identities. We're kind of raised in society, at least here in the U.S., in a way where emotions aren't really discussed, especially if you aren't female presenting. And we don't really unless we are talking with our close friends or family or people that we really trust and rely on, we don't 
tend to talk about how we really feel. You know, it's just, it's how, you know, when you're talking to someone and you walk up to them, you're like, Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks. How are you? It's just the standard response. Are you really doing good? No, probably not. You're probably distracted thinking about 30 things you have to do that day. Something you were supposed to get done the day before. Maybe you're running late. It's just, there's always so much going on. And I don't think we take a lot of time to sit down and reflect as a society and as a community, I think it's something that we do do somewhat more often, but I think it's something that we need to do more of. So I think an important part of that to mention is just kind of how we all come into this month with expectations, right? This is our identity 365 days a year, 24-7, and all of a sudden in June or sometimes April, July, August, I've seen some places have Pride Month and other times, but typically in June is Pride Month. We see companies and clothing brands and coworkers and sometimes employers have all of this really performative allyship, all of these like, let's make all of our logos rainbow and make you all feel so special and included or appear to think you're special and included But then as soon as it turns July 1st, the rainbow disappears. And it's human rights aren't something much like with Black History Month and all of the designations we have to celebrate our cultures and history. Just like those for LGBTQIA plus people, there's no follow through. There's no connection throughout the rest of the year. And so I've kind of found it hard as an adult to get excited for pride as it seems more kind of like a corporate holiday, more of like a Valentine's day. But at the same time, it's like this celebration of how far we've come, where we started the celebration of our intersectionalities and our uniqueness and our different personalities and everything. It's really pride is such an expression of joy and excitement and queerness and pride And it's just, it's this really interesting dynamic, I think. And I think that one thing that also needs to be mentioned is that it's still happening here in 2021. We're still excluding our historically marginalized communities. We're still not showing up for black and brown trans women. And we're not showing up for our genderqueer siblings, our intersex siblings, or our asexual siblings, the people that do not fit the typical gay or lesbian, and especially, especially if they're not white. And this year, 2021 has been the worst in history for anti-LGBTQIA plus legislation. And it's only June. We're only halfway through the year. We've already hit the worst year in history. Over 100 bills attacking specifically transgender people have been introduced in state legislatures since 2020. This year alone, over 250 anti-LGBTQIA bills have been introduced and 17 have been enacted into law. And I want to talk to you about this a little bit because you know how I am with statistics and information and you know how it goes. (laughs) So the 17 bills that have been enacted into law this year include seven anti-trans sports bans in the states of Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, Montana, and West Virginia. Four religious refusal bills, including in Arkansas, Montana, and South Dakota. Two anti-LGBTQ education bills in Tennessee and Montana. 
Then there were also some additional bills in Arkansas, North Dakota, and Montana having to do with birth certificates and medical care bans. And it's just, it's horrific. And these 250 anti-LGBTQ bills that have been introduced in 2021, at least 35 of them would prohibit transgender youth, youth from being able to access best practice, age-appropriate, gender-affirming medical care. The medical care that physicians are taught in medical school and things that are regulated and reviewed by all the medical boards and specialties and all of these different professional and scientific brilliant minds in medicine, that this is the most effective care. And then legislatures or representatives who are people that are not informed on this Anyways, at least 69 bills that would prohibit transgender youth and in some cases college students from participating in sports consistent with their gender identity, despite following all the rules. And despite the fact that this has never been illegal before and we haven't seen any issues. At least 43 bills that would allow people to assert a religious belief as justification for failing to abide by the law or provide services to people of whom they disapprove. And for those who are wondering what this means, it there's a variety. It depends on which state and which bill. But to give you a brief overview, instead of going through 43 separate bills, some of these include because of your religious belief that you can refuse to let children be adopted by LGBTQIA plus individuals, essentially leaving children in the foster care system or in any other kind of state run or temporary situation instead of in a loving home, just because someone doesn't believe that their love is real. This includes religious beliefs as justification for providing goods or services, refusing someone to come into your store, refusing to feed someone at a restaurant, things like this. There have been some proposed bills that have said, if you as a healthcare provider do not, because of your religious belief, agree with LGBTQIA plus individuals, you do not have to provide them medical care unless it is a life safety issue. So a doctor cannot treat you because they don't believe in who you love. Again, this is just highly unethical and unbelievable that a lot of them get as far as they do. And then there have also been at least 15 bills that would prohibit transgender people from having access to restrooms or locker rooms consistent with their gender identity. And the funny thing is that more than 90 major U.S. corporations have stood up and spoken out to oppose anti-trans legislation. But it's unbelievable that a lot of these organizations will speak out or they will share a statement or they will change their logo and say during Pride Month that they support these things, but they're not putting their effort or their money where their mouth is. We see organizations and companies pay off politicians all year round for so many different things and lobbyists, et cetera, et cetera. How many of them are putting their money in there to make the human rights universal, to get basic civil human rights for Americans in America? Also, if anyone would like to sit down and have a conversation with me on bathrooms and transgender rights and bathrooms, I would love to have that conversation with you. Boatbomygod.com. But so anyways, the point of all this doom and gloom, the point of all this, these 
horrible statistics being shared right now is just to give you the grasp of this is why we have Pride Month. These are the things that we're trying to fight for all year round to be able to have documents that reflect who we are, to be able to have an ID that when we go and get carded matches what we look like, to be able to, with a qualified medical professional, get appropriate, age-appropriate, medical intervention-appropriate care to be able to go to school, to be able to play sports, to be able to adopt a child, to be able to patronize a business, to be able to sit down in a restaurant and get served. There's just, there's so much misinformation and so much just hate and bigotry fueled misinformation. And I just, it's, kind of shocking and devastating to me at almost 30 years old to kind of realize how we as a country have, and really the world, have perpetuated this colonization and this rejection of culture and appreciation for same-sex couples and gender fluidity and all of these things that have been around since the existence of time. And so... How can we ensure that we make sure that this does not stop on July 1st? How do we show our conviction, our pride, our commitment, our excitement all year long? We can start by putting your pronouns in your bio or in your email signature. I know that sounds like such a tedious, small task to some people. But let me tell you, if there's anyone that you've ever asked who has had personal experience being misgendered over and over again, they will tell you just how many times it's just... It's so great to just have it out there, to just normalize it, to just make it okay. I can't tell you, I have multiple Zoom meetings a week at work and my pronouns are right there, Bo Bradley, he, they, and I get called she, her all the time. It just, if we could get everyone to understand what a pronoun is and get everyone to understand that we all have pronouns and what they are and how just all the the trans and non-binary and agender communities are really trying to do is just get people to recognize you for who you are. And just, it's like, it just floors me how people will be so quick to not let anyone disrespect them, but they'll be so quick to disrespect you based off their misunderstanding. And it just, it's heartbreaking and it's painful and it's, it's, disappointing. So learn about pronouns, learn about neo pronouns, do a Google search on figuring out your pronouns. If you don't know if you're cisgender or if you could be genderqueer or trans, or you just want to question your gender, which by the way, everyone should do, go back to episode one of season two of Oh My God. We will walk you through. You can go to ACLU or hrc.org and you can look at different trans bills that are being brought up in legislation across the U.S. You can send information to your lawmakers, to your governors, to your anyone that you want to hear what you have to say. It's There's safety in numbers and there's so much to be said for visibility and representation. And so continuing, another thing you can do is just be a good bystander. If you hear someone misgendering someone or if you hear someone saying something that they shouldn't be saying or saying something negative, Just because that person doesn't speak up or doesn't feel comfortable or safe correcting them doesn't mean you can't. I 
have some great friends and a great partner who often correct people when they misgender me. And there's so much value in that. It just, it takes so much stress and anxiety off of me when I know that not only do they support me and respect me enough to call me by what I ask to be called, they ensure that other people make me feel safe and comfortable as well. And you can spend intentionally, you can can spend your money on queer trans small businesses, small businesses owned by people of color. You can donate to the places that really help. You can look into the Trevor Project, again, the human rights campaign. These are starting points. You can look at the PFLAG. There's so many different, I know I'm throwing acronyms at you and that's a lot, but Google search. (laughs) So, so yeah, there's so many different things we could do and I would love to drive this conversation further. And I appreciate you all for being here and listening to this because that means that you're actively part of this community or wanting to be an active ally and that speaks volumes. And now I'm going to transition kind of into a little bit of an update on me and Bo My God. And Again, remind you about our video episodes. You can look up Oh My God on YouTube. There's a few episodes up there. There's a great one with August, the Dignified Period brand, at It's August on social media. There's one with queer musician Jeannie Rack, at Jeannie Rack Music. And there's a really great one, the first one I ever did, which you can already see in four that there's been some improvement, which is exciting. Learning and challenging myself and growing through but my god is something that i'm really appreciative for and appreciative to all of you for listening and watching because that's what gives me the ability to keep going and the energy to keep going and i just am so excited to see what has happened in the last what 10 months and just see what will happen in the future you can find but the very first video episode we ever did was behind trans in trump land with tony zasharofatan someone I hugely admire and look up to and behind trans and Trump land is a great documentary. That would be a great step. Again, as an ally, look up different documentaries, shows things about queer life, especially ones that are done by and for queer people have a lot more reality, realistic characters, realistic conversations and situations like the real L word pose, these kinds of things. Feel Good is a great one. Just finished watching that recently. All of these can be found on Netflix, I think. Trans and Trump Land is on topic. But so you can check those out on YouTube. You can find us again on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all at Oh My God Pod. And we are on Etsy. We have not only... Oh my God, mugs, first generation. But we also have three, four, three or four different types of hats. I think one of them might currently be out of stock, but you can find black, pink, and blue Oh My God hats there. All proceeds from Oh My God sales go back into the making and creation of Oh My God episodes, of episode hosting, all the costs and fees that come along with mastering and other podcast fees. So yeah, that's all I have for you this time. Just coasting through the end of Pride Month. Again, please tell me what you've been feeling through Pride Month. Tell me how you feel now that it's over. Tell me what maybe you just really think we could work on for next year. What 
your experience was doing it? Because last year, Pride was almost entirely virtual. And this year, we were kind of half virtual, half not. So I would love love to see and hear what all of you did to celebrate and what you all are going to continue to do to celebrate. So thanks again. I'm Bo Bradley. Thanks for listening to Bo My God. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.